Hello and good morning. How are you doing today, Megan? I'm good. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Congratulations on Super Bloom. This is going to be one of those summertime reads that people are going to be talking about. Oh, thank you so much. And and the thing about it is readers don't understand that, sure, we're going to read it this summer, but when did you really start it? Maybe a year ago, a year and a half? Oh, my gosh. Eight years ago. Eight? Oh eight my years God. ago. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Whenever I used to hear novelists say, oh, this book took me 10 years, I never understood. And then I wrote my own book. And, you know, I it took a long time to get it right. I have two young kids, so I was raising them, and I was running my own business as a writer and editor. So it, looked me, it took me a long time to get there. How did you get away to that little secret writing place, or did you have to create it in order to finish it? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, I was often writing, you know, upstairs in my house with Paw Patrol in the background. You know, we had the <laughs> pandemic going and I was I, I was sneaking, you know, sentences in here and there. And I used to, you know, before kids have to, you know, silence and, and you know, I had to have my tea. And now I'm just like, whenever I get a second, I'm dashing off sentences. So no pristine writing room for me right now. <laughs> are you using a writing instrument in long form or are you are you putting your fingers on that on that computer? I do a little of both, okay. and when I first started writing the book, I, I um, put a lot of my work in a journal, um, and then transcribed it onto onto the screen, onto my laptop. I totally get that because that's the way that Julia Cameron first taught me in in 1994 with the artist way is that you know it's going to come to you through your writing, and then from there, build it, take it, run with it, have fun. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And I, I always feel like even if I get 15 minutes of writing in a day, it's it's more of that now, more time now, but just little pockets here and there. I just have a better day. I'm a better mom, you know, partner, everything. I just enjoy my time so much more. I totally get into that because, I mean, you're absolutely right. I'm a daily writer. So so therefore, I've got to have my moment of writing, not once, but I usually do try to get two writing sessions in only because I call it stream thinking. I've got to be able to let whatever's around me move through me so I can move forward yes I love that for you to turn it into a book I know it's eight years but that right there is your is your music soundtrack how do you how do you go back and explain what what's gone on with you for eight years where because when I when I finish a book and I go yeah that, that was two years into that one well what else did you do I wrote a book what else did you do I wrote a book <laughs> <laughs> true I, I'm getting messages from people who are saying oh my god I couldn't put your book down I read it in a you know two days which is such a compliment and I'm also like but savor it it took me eight years <laughs> um yeah you know I I had to really I, when I first started I kind of imagined this would be quick and that I would write this book and I would get swooped up and we often hear these overnight success stories of writers you know that's all we hear we don't hear the grind that actually happens with writers and that. A lot of times the people who are published aren't the best writers. They're the people who stuck with it yep. because it is so hard. There is a lot of rejection. So I had to navigate that and also just go with the flow of life. Um, and uh, often that meant that my chapters were coming slowly. That's so interesting you say that because it reminded me of a conversation I had with Randy Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive and the Guess Who. And he said, you only know me for my hits, not my strikeouts. He says, that's where you need to jump into. Go look for my strikeouts and, and tell me what you think. 
Yeah, it is really true. And I I got a lot of, you know, if there's aspiring writers out there, I got a lot of rejection along the way. And I also got a lot of help. And I started to form writing groups and get feedback from other people and study the craft in a completely different way. I think believing you can get a book published right away is thinking you can just join the World Cup soccer team (laughs) without ever practicing in your backyard for years, you know? So I had to really, really grind it out and learn it and study it. Well, you're teaching your readers, take a second chance. Don't, don't just stop here. There's, there's, there's other chances in life and, and as well as love, just take a chance. That's yeah, exactly. I wanted that to, to come across. And for me, you know, personally, I I didn't know if I could write a book and I was sort of waiting for someone to tap me and be like, you are now a writer. And I had to claim that title for myself and say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write a novel. I'm going to become a novelist. And I want to show other people that they can tap into that potential, too. Where along the storyline did Joanne uh, get the, get her voice? In other words, when did you know it's like, yeah, this is her. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I think it just it began to, to sort of come to me and I wanted it to be humorous. I wanted to write a comedic novel. Um, and so striking the right tone of someone who, when you first meet her, she's at the bottom of the barrel. She's having a rough time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to make her so unlikable that you can't get into the book. You, you see that reader sees that she's going to transform. Um, so it was a matter of, you know, giving her some some comedy and some comedicness while also showing her tender side. Don't you think this is going to open up the eyes of readers uh, that, that are going to the spa? It's going to be like, wow, this is going to be like that book I just read called Super Bloom. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know if you ever read the book The Maid, which is set in a hotel. And every time I go to a hotel now, all I think about is that book and what it was like to work in a hotel. So now I'm hoping when readers get massages or go to a spa, they think of this book and what it's like to to work there. Did you have a wine glass moment? And what I mean by that is, is that you went in and, you know, unexpectedly into your paragraphs and you go, you know what, I'm going to take a chance. I'm not going to go that direction. I'm going to swiftly go this direction and see where it lands. I really pushed myself not to reach for the low hanging fruit when Mm -hmm. it came to metaphors, when it came to comedy, when it came to sentence structure, um, and to force myself to work a little harder on, on that stuff, which has also, you know, slowed me down. But I think it also made the book, um, come to life a little bit more. At least that's what I'm hearing from people. And sometimes that takes just like actually standing up and stepping away from my computer and Mm -hmm. staring out the window. And I probably look crazy, (laughs) but I'm just thinking and thinking and, and, um, and trying to make those sentences really pop. So many comedians, they'll talk about how they have to craft a great uh, set of words into, into comedy. How is it that you're able to, you know, to craft your skills onto the page? Because we get to go back and read it over and over and over again. When you see a comedian live, whoop, that's it. It's true. That's true. You know, one of the things I worked on with my editor was actually stripping some of the jokes because I had so many. And she was like, look, you know, this you are funny. This is funny. But we need to make the really funny jokes land and strip out the ones that are just kind of funny Mm -hmm. because we want it to really pop for people and we want to take them on the journey. 
sometimes you're tearing up and other times you're laughing out loud. So we had to get the calibration right. And that required kind of killing my darling, so to speak, and leaving some of those, those comedic moments on the cutting room floor. You know, so many people are struggling to find their personal happiness. How is it that, that you were able to write about that happiness and did it personally work on you as well? The title of the book is called Super Bloom, which is based on these wildflower seeds lying dormant until they have the right conditions to bloom. And they're actually happening right now in California, which wow. is incredible. So, so I, you know, it's this idea that we have this dormant potential. We have these seeds inside of us that we're waiting to sort of tap into. And, and I was doing that for myself as a writer, and I gave that to Joan and my other characters. And I believe that we all have that in us. So I hope people walk away from the book thinking and feeling inspired to tap into their own dormant potential. See, you are working the imagination of the reader. This is this is one of those books that, you know, takes you for a nice little stroll through a storyline. And all of a sudden they're picking things up and they're learning more about themselves. Exactly. That That's my hope. That's so beautiful. Where can people go to find out more about you, Megan? Because I want them to find out about your writing, where you're going to be, if there's going to, if there's going to be speaking engagements and things like that. I want them to show you some love. Oh, that would be great. Yes, I'm going on an awesome tour. I'd love to see people. You can find out more at Meg Tady, T-A-D-Y, or my website, MeganTady.com. I love it. Please come back to the show anytime in the future. The door is going to be open for you. Thank you so much.